Help support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps you protected when shopping online. Get $5 to try it now by using promo code QZZ2J. And with Blueberry, the community that gives creators the power to make money, get detailed audience measurements, and host their audio and video. Get a 30-day free trial by using promo code BLUEBERRY004. All right, so I got Tom Simons. Simmons? Uh, Tom Simmons is our uh, okay. media representative. I'm Andre Dragomir. I'm founder of Aquark Technologies. Okay. So tell me what you guys are doing here at CES. Right. So uh, Aquark Technologies miniaturizing components for quantum technology. And here at CES, we just want to let people know we can achieve the, this marvelous level of tech now. You know, I was over at North Hall yesterday, and IBM had a big, massive, what they said yep. was quantum computer, and I'm looking at yeah. this thing. I, I built computers my entire life. <laughs> I know what a motherboard is, and I'm like, what is that? And I have no clue what they're even doing. So why don't you walk me through what you guys are doing so maybe we can better understand uh, what, what the bigger picture looks like. Right, yeah. Uh, what IBM is showing off, it's uh, definitely a next level. Completely, it's a new way of looking at computing and just unlocking a different power. Uh, what we're doing here is trying to miniaturize all that and uh, get it out to users, basically. So generally now, when you hear quantum, you obviously go to computing. What people might generally not know is that quantum technology just brings with it so much more than just the quantum computing. We have a whole array of sensors, navigation systems, uh, time measurement, and so on and so forth. Awesome. And um, what we're doing here is trying to miniaturize all that so we can bring it you know, to cars, planes, uh, and eventually to maybe 15, 20 years down, time down the line, we can achieve the miniaturization of the quantum computer from the huge thing you saw right. to uh, PC level. So, you know. That's the dream, right? That's, yeah. where, that's where we got to get to, you know, achieve the processing power that's going to need to do true AI exactly. and all that other stuff. Yeah. I see you brought in a box here. What, right. uh, what do you have? So this is our first project, and it's our first attempt in miniaturizing an atomic clock. So wow. just uh, time measurement to unprecedented level, basically. The same way uh, a second is measured in SI units in London. And we can uh, achieve that kind of level of resolution with that hopefully right so tell me what you've got inside here so i see some some traditional breadboards but you've got something that's in these boxes what yep. yeah talk me through this a little bit so uh most of it is just off the shelf components and we have free lasers with free stabilization systems and if all the magic happens right here in the center where is a cold atom system which is if you like like the processor for most quantum technology Altogether, and that's exactly the magic part we managed to miniaturize. So, is this uh, is this uh, an operational box? No, that's not an operational box. You know, for the simple fact that you know you, you try to uh, take through custom something that has of atomic clock <laughs> written on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go through that. So, right, right, that causes issues. So yeah. But this is the this is the prototype of what it will exactly. look like. Yeah. Exactly. And what is the normal size? Uh, normal size today, it's just a full lab. That's a few rooms bigger than the studio. Really? Requires about three, four PhD students to run and uh, watts of power to run. And what we did here is miniaturize all that into a plug-and-play device so that anyone can use it. So in your lab, did this work? In the lab, it worked, yeah. At the level of accuracy of the decimal points out that they require for an atomic clock? 
close to it. Close. It's always a compromise that you know you need to make between miniaturization and resolution. Obviously, you can't expect something very very small to work as a huge full lab. Yeah, what's a nanosecond or two between friends, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, with enough uh, with enough work on it, we might be able to actually get there and make this a reality altogether. You know, if you think about what he's demonstrating here, and given that this is just a mock-up, but based on what they've done in their lab, it's pretty remarkable. Thank you. Thank you. So how have you, how have you done this? How have you been able to miniaturize this at this point? Is, you know, I'm sure there's IP, you guys got you yeah. know, little trade secrets and stuff, but what was the approach? Right. So the thing that we did different is that uh, instead of going in a traditional way of creating that device, we try to make have an approach of microfabrication. So exactly like processors are made today, yeah. so that it's scalable and miniaturized at the same time. Uh, and going in more detail than that is really impossible because it, it, there are about 10, 15 years of research behind of it. So, so are you guys self-funded? Do you have venture? How, you, how are you guys getting off the ground with this? So up until now, it's been only research funding. And one of the reasons we're here today is to search for more funding, basically. Okay. Um, we're just fresh out of research environments, fresh out of the university with the help of Future World's Incubator. Okay. Um, and we're just trying to make this a reality. We think that we are at that stage. Where are you guys located at? In Southampton. In Southampton, UK. UK. Yep. So, you know, to me, this is where, we're, you know, it, I hope I live long enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, they're, they're starting to print, uh, you know, body parts now. So yep. maybe that's going to be, you know, maybe that's the other field yeah. I'm going to be wanting to take advantage <laughs> of soon. But you're young enough that, you know, I can only think in another 40 or 50 years where we're going to be. If you think about where we've come just since, let's just take like the 90s. Exactly. To now. Yeah. Look at, you know, and I, I think about the first computer I bought and I laugh about it now because it was a 8086 Commodore Cold. I had a oh. six, 64 meg RLL hard drive. It was about that big. You know, and if you think yep. about where we've come from the 90s to now and, you know, I've got, I got more computing power here than yeah. the most powerful computer had even 20 years exactly. ago, you know. So, um, and if you think about where this, like you said, 10 or 15 years from yeah. now, where this is going to be. Yeah, if you want to make a comparison, basically quantum tech is now where state-of-the-art computers were in the late 60s. And yeah. what we're trying to do here is to achieve the miniaturization of the transistor for quantum technology right. in the same way it was for, uh, for semiconductors, basically. Yeah. And for that, I mean the, the cold atom system. That's what lies at the heart of it. You know, and you look at some of the really super advanced tech that's out there today in some of these labs. Some of that gear was, okay, we, we made the spec for it. And then it took 15 years to build. Exactly. And they never really changed the spec. Maybe they're putting in new pieces here or there. But really, yep. even though you think, well, this is, a, this is state of the art, it really isn't. It's using 10 or 15-year-old technology. Yeah, that, the transistor is still the same. You're right. That's right. So. It's still, uh, you know, a PNP or NPN, right? Yep. Still yep. the same, same tech. So yep. um, and for those of you that are geeks, you just understood what I just said. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, outstanding. Uh, how's, the re how's the response been from the show? It's been really good. It's been a you know hard three days of just grinding, but we got we made a lot of contacts, a oh, lot good. of partners. So yeah, it's been it's been great being here. So uh, think you're gonna get some more cash? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. gonna end up setting up some meetings after the show ends, and who knows? Yeah, maybe this will actually become a reality. Yeah, look forward to it. And if you are out there that know someone that's like super hardcore 
and looking at quantum technology and, and anything that revolved around that. And people get super excited about it. Make sure you let them know that you saw it here and refer the folks to AQUARK, A-Q-U-A-R-K. Yep. Technology, is it .co.uk? What's the, is there a website? It's under development. So under we're development. really fresh new, uh, basically established the company a month before coming to CES. So the first place to go, it's actually futureworlds.com. Futureworlds.com. Forward slash startups. And that's where we have our first introductory video with many more to come. Outstanding. So it's nice to see that they were able to help you folks kind of kickstart this to begin yeah, with. It's yeah, it's brilliant. I think more university needs something like that. There's so many good research out there that just dies in the lab for because, you know, Researchers are not really did, in did, the mood of... Did, did the university fund this or did benefactors of the university? How does Future Worlds fit into this? I think they're trying to self-sustain at this stage. I really? have no idea. I mean, I, I might be wrong. Right, right. Getting a bit from the university as sure. well, but uh, I actually have no idea how it works. Yeah, yeah. I just know it does. So it, and it's really good. So people that are out there can check out... Uh, and it's from the University of Southampton, Future Worlds Accelerator, futureworlds.com. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having Appreciate me. I'm excited. And awesome. keep us, keep us up you. to date. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> if you get something going on and you get some funding, make sure you let us know. Drop us an email. And, uh, and that way we can update the audience, too, because we like to follow along throughout the year. And we'll see you back here next year. At CES Brilliant. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thank hey, you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having yeah, me. Absolutely. Cool.